This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Hello and welcome to A Vegan Lounge. I'm James. Very good of you to join us. And uh, I think you'll be most interested in my guest today, Will Appleby. Will works for SAFE, New Zealand's leading animal rights organisation, Save Animals from Exploitation. Now, A Vegan Lounge is sponsored by the Christchurch Vegan Society, which has a couple of decades under its belt of nurturing a welcoming and supportive environment for vegans and vegetarians. And from personal experience as a new vegan, I can attest to the warmth and openness experienced when uh, meeting other members for the first time. There were such a lot of things going on within this community that embrace a path of compassionate and sustainable living. In fact, just becoming a member seems to me to be a positive act in itself. So if you are, and I imagine just about everybody listening to this program will be, interested in continuously evolving and creative ways of living as harmoniously as is possible on this troubled planet, and importantly, meeting others on the same page as you who are looking for positive solutions, check out the Christchurch Vegan Society. Check it out on Instagram, Facebook, all those sorts of things. Or if you're old like me, just Google Vegan Christchurch and that'll get you there. Before we get to Will, a couple of things. First, you can contact the show about anything at veganlounge.chch at gmail.com. And next time, which will be April 13, we'll be meeting a young Canterbury entrepreneur who is bringing to market a new product that is likely to bring joy to many, Daniel Williams, a self-described Ashburton local. VegFair is Daniel's startup company, and he's about to launch New Zealand's first convenience-sized chocolate oat milk. So I'm looking forward to meeting Daniel. And one more thing, I would like to spend some time on this lot talking about actually cooking vegan food in the home. I've been accumulating various recipes to share, but find half an hour is barely enough time to cover the territory I'd like to with my guests, so we just don't get it done. So I'd like to do a show which is just about cooking, recipes, methods, above all, dispelling the myth that being vegan is expensive. I'm amazed at how much my food bills have plummeted since I adopted this way of life. So, pensioners like me, or households of many people, we can save money and eat amazingly well, and from my observations, feel better. Now, I'm quite happy to do this on my own, but if you or someone you know is a knowledgeable and frugal cook who can prepare delicious vegan food from scratch for a household, no fake meat or expensive dairy replacements, just plain food. Anyone clever with tofu, perhaps? Just someone who understands that well-balanced, great nutritional food needn't cost the earth. So come and share the space with me. I get sick of my own voice. Teach all of us. We need to feed people and enjoy the process. veganlounge.chch at gmail.com. Okay, Will. 
Tinakoya. Hey, very good to meet you at last, yeah, and, and welcome. Investigations and Rapid Response Manager. That's, that's a bit of a mouthful. Title. <laughs> it's a new title. Up until recently, I was the media manager at SAFE. So um, in a nutshell, just managing the media, mainstream media stuff, New Zealand Herald journalists. Um, and so this is, this is a new title for me. So we have a lot of um, whistleblowers and the like, um, people who have information about certain things that they see, uh, treatment of animals that they think isn't right, is cruel, and uh, they, they come to us. And this has been going on for some time. Um, countless people have come forward to SAFE with, with information about things that they've seen. Um, and recently SAFE made the decision that we should have someone who focuses on that. So that became me. So is it pretty widely acknowledged in the community SAFE is the sort of go-to place? If you are aware of something that's just not right with animals, would SAFE be the first, I suppose SPCA, people try, but SPCA is quite limited in what it can do, isn't it? Yes, yeah, so, and that's that's a good point, actually. It's it's a little bit confusing where you would actually go um, because it's not like if you see a theft or a robbery, you go to the police, right? But if you see an animal being treated cruel, cruelly, if you're seeing animal abuse on a farm or if you see... Um, a cat or a dog being mistreated, who do you go to? You don't go to the same same people. So for a cat or a dog, companion animals, that is the responsibility of the SBCA. So they have a warrant under the Animal Welfare Act to investigate animal abuse um, or crimes under the Animal Welfare Act, specifically for, for companion animals. But if it's farmed animals, then you go to MPI, the Ministry for Primary Industries. So they have a warrant to investigate such crimes under the Animal Welfare Act um, on in agriculture. So um, a lot of times people don't always know where to go. Um, and sometimes they don't have a lot of success, especially with MPI, because there's, you know, there's a whole bunch of problems with MPI, which we can talk about. Um, so sometimes they need another set of ears, or sometimes they um, uh, feel frustrated by the process, or they just don't know what to do. So they'll come to us. And so then you can steer them towards the most appropriate, mm-hmm. if it is the SBCA, if it's a dog or a cat. Um I think there's um, some outfit that specialises in birds, isn't there? Some bird rescue, or there is. So um, yeah, there, and there's there's loads of small organisations, charities, um, sometimes just volunteer groups that um, care for animals. Um, uh, there is I can't remember the name of the, the the people who do it, but there is a a bird vet essentially. Um, from what I'm from what I understand, they they're more of a look at the veterinary side of things. So um, they're, they're helping animals that are that are injured or hurt or whatever, but they won't have the power, the power under the Animal Welfare Act to actually investigate or prosecute, whereas the SBCA would. Um, when it comes to wild animals, it gets even more complicated then, uh, but generally speaking, SBCA is who, who you would go to. So what, how long have you been working with SAFE? <laughs> so in September this year, it'll be four years. Okay. Yeah. So um, young Will, last year at high school, oh, I can't wait to join SAFE and be the uh, investigations response um, manager. You know, was that even on the radar? Not at all. <laughs> high school Will would have laughed at the idea that in the future he would be... Um, not only working in this animal advocacy space, but even a vegan. Um, I grew up in Timaru. Um, 
I didn't grow up on a farm. It was a suburban upbringing, but, you know, I ran around on on, on farms throughout my childhood. Um, I had friends who lived on farms. Um, I enjoyed meat. Um, and the idea of even becoming a vegan or even a vegetarian would have seemed completely foreign to me. So there was, yeah, absolutely no way did I see that this would be... Um, in my future, but, um, and probably, you know, much the same for yourself, I suppose, mm. you know, back when you were a kid, you probably may not have assumed that you would go vegan one day. Absolutely not. But yeah. there must, there was an event at some point that, um, opened your eyes or suggested you turn the corner or, uh, that led you mm. down this path. Can you identify that? Yeah, it's hard because I went vegan in 2016 and it was, I just made a decision one day that I was going to do it, um, but that had that decision came after a lot of self reflection. I had lots of friends who had had gone vegan. Um, my my girlfriend at the time ha- had gone vegan, um, and I'd been thinking about this for for quite some time, a number of years actually, about um, you know the this idea that you know, we should be eating meat. And I eventually just came to the conclusion that all of my friends who were vegan were, were right. And I, but I just didn't make that decision to go vegan. I, I would actually step in and bat for them when other people would criticise them for being vegan. And, and I would go, hey, look, I'm not vegan, but these guys are actually right, you know, um, what they're talking about. And I eventually just got to the point where I, I came to the conclusion that, um, I can. I have the ability to sustain myself without eating animals. Therefore, why should I? And the only reasons I could come up with was taste and convenience. And neither of those were a good justification for me anymore. I couldn't justify it to myself. I wasn't being honest to myself. So um, I just decided to, to do it. I went cold turkey, as it were. Um, went straight from a meat eater to a vegan. Um, and then it was about two years after that that I started working for SAFE. And um, that was not planned. <laughs> I, 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 I kind of fell into it in, in a lot of ways. I, they were advertising for a position and um, I looked at it and it had a lot of the skills that were required were skills that I had. I had a background in broadcasting and marketing and communications and a lot of those skills were transferable to the work that um, that I had been doing that that I would wind up doing at SAFE. So I applied for it and and luckily enough to, to get the position and it um, opened up a whole new world for me. And here I am nearly four years later. <laughs> and um, so really the, you probably wouldn't have, uh, well, I think you mentioned or I've seen it in the mm. SAFE uh, advertising that all the uh, staff members, everybody who works for mm. SAFE is vegan. Mm. Yes, and you also didn't come through the vegetarian path, so you really did just go cold turkey. No, that's right. I I did try vegetarianism um, in my early twenties. It lasted for a few months, um, and but I didn't have the conviction at the time to keep it going. Um, and I was studying at the time, and I think what how I fell off the wagon, so to speak, was I was studying late late night. I was in the library at 11 o'clock at night and I needed to eat and the only place that was open was a Burger King across the road. Um, So that ended very quickly. Um, So I did try it, didn't work, and it wasn't for another few years after that that I decided to go vegan and just went straight vegan. But you're right, everyone at SAFE um, is vegan. It's it's something that we ask um, 
for, for all new employees that they have to be committed to a vegan lifestyle. Um, that's it hasn't got us into we haven't got into trouble, but it's definitely been we've definitely been criticised for it in the past. There's been a every now and then a, an article will appear in the news where someone has seen a job ad for Safe and they see that um, that it's um, that it requires the applicant to be vegan, and um, you'll see you know they may have a very reactionary approach, right? Like you know this is inappropriate, it's illegal, it's discrimination um, when you know really it isn't. Um, and and from what I understand, our, um, um, our management have cleared it with um, with the Human Rights Commission, I think. So um, and and they don't see a problem with it. So where does Safe get its funding? Is it mm. uh, in all donations from? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's all it's all it's all donations, um, um, all the way from large donors to to very small donors, um, people who uh, chip in a few dollars a week. Um, so. Um, but yeah, it all comes from um, donated funds. Yeah, um, no government funding. <laughs> Just after we um, talked, when you agreed to come on the show, I, I saw you on TV, and mm. it was a horrible story about the home kill pig business. Mm. And uh, as I read it, as I read the program, um, people buying a live pig, they they bought it online, I suppose. Mm. And absolutely no idea of how they're going to dispatch this animal, mm. apart from getting an instruction from the vendor, oh, just dong it on the head. Mm. Um, you, this is your bread and butter, isn't it? This is your day-to-day life. And I suppose you, quite apart from the trauma of the, mm. the animal issue, you probably face a fair bit of human hostility before you even one layer of that before you even start to get to what the what you're trying to resolve. Oh, definitely. Um, just this week, earlier this week, there was a um, article about greyhound racing that I was quoted in, and that evening I got a, a message from on, on, via Facebook from someone I'd never met before. Um, he called me a, a brainless idiot which also had a few swear words in there, which I won't repeat here. Um, so, yeah, we do get um, a little bit of human hostility for the work that we do, but that's more than outweighed by the um, appreciation from our supporters um, who who really do value what we do. Um, so it does happen. It's 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 one of those things that it's, it's not fun, it's not easy, but you just kind of ignore it. You kind of have to ignore it and remember that there's so many more people who support what you do. Um, in terms of that story, yeah, so there was a um, some supporters of SAFE who... Um, who have um, who we've worked with um, in a, a variety of ways in the past? Um, they're also uh, animal rights activists themselves. They found these businesses operating in the Auckland region and Waikato region that were delivering these live pigs um, to 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 people's houses, and they called all three businesses. And as you say, all three businesses recommended when asked, "How do I kill it? How do I stun it?" They said, "Use a hammer." Which is illegal, um, not to mention deeply cruel. So, yeah, it's 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 tough. Uh, do you have to suggest alternative methods? Say, well, listen, if you're going to do this um, this way, hmm. <laughs> or do you know, I don't want to go there. Yeah, uh, you know, because they're going to kill the pig one way or another. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean. 
from our perspective, we would rather the kill, the, the pig not be killed at all, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and but in terms of what's allowed, that's there's there's only there's only a very small handful of ways that you would you would have you would be allowed to kill a pig in that circumstance, which is using a captive bolt, um, yeah. an electric stunner, or a rifle. Mm-hmm. So. Regardless of whether they killed the pig or not, what they were suggesting was illegal. Um, but then again, as you mentioned, from our perspective, we'd rather the pig not be killed at all. Um, you know, it's they don't need to. We don't need to eat animals, most of us. Um, and as you were saying earlier, in a lot of ways, it's cheaper. My grocery bill dropped, you know, <laughs> when I cut out meat. It's actually a lot cheaper. If you're buying all the fancy plant-based meats, sure, that they do tend to be a little bit more expensive. But if you're just eating whole whole foods, plants, it's actually cheaper. At least what I, that's what I've found, and you've obviously found well, it as well. I, and I'm, you know, I fell off the wagon, came back on sort of prior to Christmas and been mm. you know, totally vegan, really, all this year. And I haven't really been even slightly tempted to look at the, the, uh, the meat substitutes and mm. all those sort of things, even the cheeses, really. I um, am really enjoying... Um, Soaking a bunch of beans mm. and seeing what happens with those. I know that beans and rice is all your complete <laughs> nutrition needs taken care of, mm. but uh, I'm just actually staggered at how easy it is mm. to have really delicious food. And I enjoy the little challenges mm. of uh, thinking, okay, well, how do you make that more tasty? I can't use anchovies there. Mm. Mm. How about some capers mm. or those, those sort of things? Do you cook yourself? Yes. Yeah, I love cooking. Um, so I, I actually do, um, when I'm cooking for both of us, I do most of the cooking at home um, for myself and my partner. Um, I've, yeah, I've always enjoyed cooking, and that was one of the great joys when I first went vegan was figuring out some of my favorite recipes. Okay, how do I make this vegan? Um, and I'm always looking for new recipes and actually say how to, you know, um, the first thing I do when I well when I find a new recipe, I'll normally tr- try it as the recipe says, and then the second time I do it, I'll I'll make a bunch of changes. You know, I'll add you know different spices, different herbs, um, or generally quadruple the amount of garlic. Um, you know, so it's it's fun. Any particular favourites in your household? Uh, I love Italian food, so I like a lot of pasta, um, and and I love pizza, although I don't make it a huge amount. Um, curries are great, um, you know, rice dishes. Uh, yeah, though, that's generally those are the types of things that we cook a lot at home. But I always enjoy, you know, branching out a little bit as well. So, um, like, I've got a great recipe for a mushroom and leek pie, which is a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and, yeah, so it's, it's a lot of fun finding things that, like, shepherd's pie is great, you know. It's do you, normal, what, do you use lentils? Yeah, lentils, mm. beans, those sorts of things. Um yeah, lasagna. Uh, it's you know those dishes that are generally quite meat heavy. It's a lot of fun to to figure out uh, different ways um, to 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 cook them without meat and dairy. Before before time runs mm. away from us completely, a book. I did ask you for a yeah. book that you uh, you know that had inspired you or just appealed to you for whatever reason. Yeah, that's a tricky one. I I don't read a lot of I don't I don't read a lot of books because I tend to. I tend to read um, loads of articles. I'm a real news junkie, to be honest, and I listen to lots of podcasts. Um, I mean, Peter Singer 
Um, Animal Liberation is a classic. Funny, I was going to quote to you, and you'll know this in that case, because I was thinking when you were telling me the story of how you became vegan before you were Pete Singer. I've only just become aware of him. Mm. My own view is that being a vegetarian or a vegan is not an end in itself, but a means towards reducing both human and animal suffering and leaving a a habitable planet for future future, can't read my own writing, citizens, mm. guardians, or guardians, I mm. suppose. But I think that he puts it so well. Mm. It's hard to argue with that. Yeah. Mm. It's, um, it's and, and his point that it's a, it's a means to an end is absolutely correct because um, we live in a society that is actually really largely built upon the exploitation of animals. Um, becoming a vegan is... Um, you know, a really important part of, of our activism. Um, but and as animals still suffer in a lot of ways. Um, they're still kept in, in cages and farms. Chickens are still kept in cages. Um, the dairy industry still exports animals, and a lot of that dairy is exported overseas. Um, so there's a lot of work to be done to, to, to protect animals. But, um, you know, becoming a vegan is, is probably one of the most significant things that each of us as individuals can do to reduce our, our harm on on others and, and on the planet. Fantastic work that you do, Will, <laughs> and uh, the team at SAFE. Absolutely wonderful. If anybody would like to get involved with SAFE or support it, they just go online and everything's there. Yeah, safe.org.nz. There's a variety of ways that you can you can help animals because quite often it's very difficult to know where to start. Um, we've got um, um, guides and to on how to become a vegan. We've got the plant-based starter guide. We've got plant-based challenge that have loads of tips and tricks on how to, how to go vegan, and um, a lot of really easy actions that 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 people can take to to help animals as well. Um, so yeah, check us out at safe.org. I asked you to choose mm. a song, a favourite song or something that meant something to you, and you've chosen Nick Cave. Yeah, Bad Seeds Jubilee Street. Yeah, I've, I've, um, I, to be honest, I don't know why I picked the song other than the fact that I've been listening to Nick Cave a lot lately. I, I enjoy his music. He's, um, he's, he, he, a lot of his music is quite surreal. He writes a lot about, you know, love and violence and death and. Um, you know, I think he's been quoted as the Dark Prince of Rock and Roll, which I think is quite quite fitting. Um, but yeah, I just really enjoy this song. I, I have a musical background. Um, I love the instrumentation in the song, and the lyrics are, are very surreal. It's actually really difficult to know what it's about. But from my understanding, it's it's a lot about um, you know transformation and, and rebirth. Um, and yeah, I think it's just a beautiful song. Will Appleby, thank you so much for coming and joining us here at the Vegan Lounge. Thank you. A Vegan Lounge is brought to you by the Christchurch Vegan Society, which offers a plethora of activities and events. If you want to see for yourself how diverse and delicious vegan food can be, can I suggest you circle the date of the last Saturday of every month, the Vegan Food Marketi, the Vegan Food Market. And that uh, daylight saving hours will be 3.30 to 8pm at the Phillipstown Community Hub. Very popular, and not just with vegans. Look it up on Facebook. And next time, we meet young Canterbury entrepreneur Daniel Williams, here to tell us about his journey of bringing new product to market, in his case, chocolate oat milk in convenience size packaging. Looking forward to that. Contact the show, aveganlounge.chch at gmail.com. OK, thanks very much for staying the distance, and I'll look forward to being with you next time. Goodbye.
Jubilee Street There was a girl named Lee She had a history But she had no past When they shut her down
the shut.